And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. Vinay Thakralal. Vinay, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing this morning? Hey, thanks so much. Doing doing good. You know, it's um it's a bright, sunny day um here in Hawaii where I've recently moved to. Um, so no complaints and um <laughs> just excited to get to talk to you. You know, it's been a little while and um yeah, just you know, really looking forward to catching up and um talking about this next chapter together. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, so how was your, how was your previous week? You know, previous week was good. Um, I was, you know, in Seattle about two weeks ago and, um, have, you know, recently got into, uh, real estate investing. And while it sounds like a great, um, opportunity and it is, it's also a lot of work. Um, so, you know, I was just kind of juggling, um, a lot of work and, um, getting our our house ready for our new tenants uh as a landlord which sounds kind of crazy because i never thought i would ever um be a landlord um (laughs) so as last week was good just um recovering you know getting back into the normal routine of things and then um yeah just trying to enjoy um some beachy weather and uh some good food along the way too oh that sounds great man so for the people at home do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I'll take it take it to the beginning here. So I was actually born in Tennessee um, and I moved to Seattle when I was about 10. And I've been there for um, pretty much the last, you know, about 20 to 21 years. Um, and it's been a great place. That's, you know, where I was essentially raised and um, I just it, it is home for me um, and the most familiar. And, um, you know, recently um i've gotten married uh back in march which is pretty awesome and um you know my wife had this really really cool opportunity that landed in her lap um to take a job in hawaii and so you know her and i had talked pretty extensively about it and um you know see see if it made sense to make that move and we did we did want to try it out um have a new experience especially together and so we decided to move to Hawaii last December. Um, and so it's been amazing so far to just be in a new place. It's been a new experience for me too. Just like I said, um, from growing up in Seattle and really just only knowing that place to be, to be home and to now call another place home. It's been a pretty wild ride, but also really fun and just great for the experience. So just really happy that I can make, um, you know, this experience, part of my timeline of life. Um, and then, yeah, you know, just like on more of a personal side too, um, and talking about my my roots and background. So I am a first generation American um, here with South Asian Indian roots. Um, you know, my parents met on, it feels like opposite sides of the earth. So my dad was born in Fiji and my mom was born in South Africa. And um, somehow, like I said, they... They came together and they, uh, I was born in Tennessee. So, you know, I feel like I'm a child of the world for sure. Yeah. No, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that sounds great too for, especially like hearing your, as you were giving briefly your parents' story about just growing up in different parts of the world and like, 
um, coming together and then like for you yourself to be born in Tennessee, but then raised in like Seattle. It's kind of interesting, man. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about as far as just like um, a lot of these kind of like transformations and like recent changes that you've been having going on in your life and like how you've not only been able to like navigate it and manage it, but like also um, how you've been kind of present in those moments and like have some time of reflection um, to talk a little bit about just events that you had. Cause literally three things that you just mentioned was like, you recently got into real estate, which is, you know, especially for like, um, I would say like our generation or like people that are in our like early thirties and things of that nature. That's something that a lot of people aspire to do or just getting into and then mm -hmm. recently getting married and you know that's a big pivotal moment in itself and then recently moving to hawaii and like having to not necessarily like uproot yourself and move but like you're like you said you have a new place that you call home it's not like you're visiting hawaii for um four or five years because of school or um because you have some type of fellowship program that you're doing like right this is new right. and so like i'm i'm interested to hear like um your perspective of like um having a lot of these recent changes coming into your life and like how that impact has been to you yeah definitely well more than more than happy to share you know it's been a journey and it continues to be one and um you know i always think it, everything can always look different like a year from now can look completely different than how it does today and just really trying to be open to that mindset you know it it introduces a lot of opportunities so um yeah I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of start talking about that and you know dive into it a little bit more yeah no that sounds good so like um let's let's kind of start with um your experience in hawaii like you know like you were just saying you recently moved there probably around like five six months ago and um now you are just uh I guess you could say getting adjusted to being like in this new place and building like your routine. What has that experience mm -hmm. been like as far as making that kind of transition within your adulthood and like essentially creating your own stability? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, the first thing I want to say is I, I finally, I guess my <clears throat> indicators for feeling a little bit more settled now is I can navigate most of the roads here without needing my gps and um we've started to build up our social circle you know um to the point where we have friends that can pick us up at the airport so that you know has just been like a really nice um uh feeling in terms of like how we've been getting settled here and so um you know in terms of like integrating here it it, it feels like it's a completely different country living in hawaii sometimes um and in some really good ways, um, you know, the culture here, it's really rich. It's really family oriented. And, um, you know, we, I, I really have started to learn a little bit more about, you know, the Aloha lifestyle. And that means, um, you know, you treat everyone with Aloha, which means with love and respect and care, just like they would be your own family. And, you know, that is just, I think in Indian culture, it's something that I've, definitely been raised with and it's ingrained into me and that has just really been um it, it, it has sort of like expedited my um 
integration, I guess, here into Hawaii. And so, you know, just a couple of examples of that is just being naturally compassionate with people, right? Like with people that you haven't even met before. Um, people here are just more than willing to kind of help you um, at the drop of a drop of a dime. I mean, whether it's folks that you see on the road, um, people at work, um, I you know, there's just like this one moment um, when we had first moved here with my wife, you know, it was it was really chaotic and um, we we're buying furniture, trying to pick up a U-Haul truck. And, um, you know, we went to Costco and we saw this really nice couch that we wanted. And um, I just remember, you know, we were pulling up the U-Haul truck and, um, you know, I was getting ready to, to load the couches into my, into the truck. And these two guys come up to me and they're like, Hey man, like, do you need some help loading this in? And it's two guys I've never met or seen before. And just, I was like, wow, I I've never experienced this, you know? Um, and that's just a really kind of specific example of this lifestyle. And I think that the more that you sort of exhibit that kind of behavior, like just the easier it is to feel at home and just to integrate, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's definitely come with the challenges too. I mean, just being in a new, um, in a new just part of the world. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a small piece of land in, out in the middle of the Pacific ocean, you know? And I think it's sometimes hard to think about like where, where in the world is it that I am? Um, you know, and what kind of difference am I, am I helping to make and what can I do here? So, um, you know, beyond that, it's just, it, we've really had to kind of keep an open mind about things. Um, like I said, my, my culture, um, at least socially was really kind of rooted in what, what Seattle is. And so, um, you know, it's just a different kind of night and day culture shock, I think, if you will, to the system, but it, in a in a refreshing way it kind of felt like i got back to my own roots where i can just be a little bit more me here that yeah. makes sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense man and i i really resonated with like and i'm gonna articulate it as kind of like the priorities of settlement right like you mentioned um two of the main things that you were able to do is one build friends have a community in the sense of which is a big deal in the sense of having friends that you know you can count on to pick you up from the airport i don't think mm -hmm. uh we we talk about that enough where we have these relationships with people but like can you count on this person to help you like move into a new apartment or um, pick you up from the airport or like even you know simply just even help you run an errand if like you're in such a big tight bind you know all these different mm -hmm. levels of friendship and like um, being able to get to that point to where you have like that kind of familiarity or that kind of comfortability within an area. And then I heard you mention like um, just being familiar with the place in the sense of like knowing where you're going uh, without the GPS, which I think is a big deal in itself too. Like I know for me, like when I first moved out to Seattle, that was like um, one of the most challenging things like and something right. that I kind of even struggle with now like I know how to get to certain places without my GPS but like I don't feel like I'm truly at home until like I know the back roads and like really know the back roads to where 
if I wanted to get somewhere in 30 minutes, I know a way that will help me get to that place. Definitely. Definitely. You know, those are like the small things that make a place feel like home. And, um, you know, my wife and I, we, we check in a lot. We reflect with each other. And, um, you know, it's just kind of funny that those are the, like the two things that bubble to the top in terms of, wow, we actually feel like, um, you know, we're, we're in a sense at home here, right? We know that it's not going to be forever out here and it's a great experience, but um, it's those little things that just kind of all add up that just create this, you know, awesome, wonderful experience. Yeah, for sure. So like, I, I guess like to kind of make a little bit of a pivot here, I'm curious around like, what are those kind of same priorities for yourself? Um, whether it's like um, the personal in the sense of self or even like, the personal in the sense of uh, professionally, like what those mm-hmm. priorities are for you, because I hear you heard you mention a little bit earlier talking about the differences that you can make like in that world and like being in this kind of new environment. I'm curious around what are like some of those priorities that you have for yourself um, that you want to mm-hmm. explore in this period that you're in. Right, right. So there's been a couple, you know, um, the, um, the first thing, you know, and I think, and it's, it's kind of ironic, but, um, the further that I moved out, I mean, you know, we're about 2,700 miles flight time, you know, or flight distance from Seattle. And, um, you know, one of the things is like, wow, I, I think I really took how close I was in proximity to not only my parents and my brother and my extended family for granted, but, it just, you know, reinforced the fact that, hey, I, I am on an island and um, I need to make sure that I am keeping up with, like, communication with them, right? Because they were there from the start with me and just, um, it just reinforced the fact that, wow, I, I really need to step up to make sure that I am keeping in communications with the people that I love most. And it's been good because I feel like I call my family, you know, almost either every day or every other day, especially my, my mom and my dad and my extended family too. I try to just keep in touch with them a little bit more, let them know when I'm back. And so it's been kind of like, you know, you don't really have, you don't really know what you have until in this case, you move further away from it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. it's just been trying to, trying to stay in contact with them. Um, so it's definitely one priority that I'm just kind of ongoing, consistently doing. Another one is, um, you know, when I moved here, um, I, I'm, I'm, I was really fortunate to be um, part of an awesome team. So my current employer is with the Hawaii Permanente Medical Group, and um, they basically staff all the physicians and providers for the Kaiser region here in Hawaii. So all of Kaiser, um, you know, we supply our physicians and providers too. And so I was just so incredibly fortunate to be paired um, with this manager um, who I report to. And, you know, he's honestly like a friend at this point. And him and I have very kind of similar approaches and thinking styles. And um, we just clicked, you know, and we were actually, it, it's kind of funny because you know, when I came into the organization, I didn't know that he was really new as well. So he actually started a week before me and I said, okay, um, 
so we're really the only two here and it kind of felt like a startup you know um how do we start up this this team in the organization so that we can just start providing value as, as soon as possible and anyway he he said a couple of things to me that just really like struck me and i got very reflective on it and um you know i shared a lot of my experiences from my previous employer at seattle children's um and i was doing more of the continuous improvement consulting and innovation work which is what i wanted to bring to hawaii permanente and so um when i was talking to him about these plans and ideas and just sort of like what i've learned and the challenges he was like wow that that's pretty unique and something i think a lot of people could benefit from you know and i he kind of just left it at that and it really inspired me to start thinking about oh i finally feel like i'm at this point now where i have value to offer in the form of you know um teaching and coaching and consulting others and so i have been um you know for the past couple of months trying to build up a um you know a web page that is focused on sharing those learnings that I've had to help benefit others. And so, you know, my wife, obviously she is just so great with words and just, um, she is my, you know, I, I call her my unofficial editor in chief and she actually helped me come up with the name, uh, millennial in chief. So that's <laughs> the name of the webpage. Um, you know, and I just thought it, it spoke so perfectly to, um, who we are as a generation and then also how to be that leader and how to, you know, um, how to really drive people towards big results. And so I, you know, in the last couple of months have just been really reflective and it's kind of forced me to, you know, sit down and think through what are all of these things that I've learned and been challenged with. And, you know, how can I share that with the folks who are in these roles now or are aspiring to be? Um, and, you know, I feel like just, sharing learnings and reading books and just you know socializing with people on those topics it that's how i've learned mm -hmm. um and that's what's benefited me and i just feel like i'm at this point now where i can finally give back you know and so um another one of my priorities has been kind of launching that off the ground and um yeah like i said starting to share with the world um and so, you know, the other priority too is just really being um, intentional about and just remembering like why we moved to Hawaii, right? Um, you know, we we moved here to get a new experience to um, really kind of enrich ourselves with the culture that's here um, to really kind of like learn about a new place. And that doesn't just mean, you know, see, see what the new popular restaurants are, the bars are, but really kind of get in tune with like, let's, let's be local and um, kind of experience a new culture. And so, you know, as part of that too, the priority has really been making sure that we meet a lot of local people. We, we network with them. Um, you know, I've started to just do a little bit of volunteering work and my wife has too. And, you know, it just, it looks so different here in Hawaii, you know, in terms of volunteering, it just, you really feel like you're getting connected with the land and um, the people and just the culture. And, 
It, it's just been pretty transformational, honestly. It's nothing like I've experienced before. And so the priority is to keep, you know, figuring out ways to, to continue doing that and being a part of that, that work. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, man. And I love that. I love like, you know, it, it sounds like with this, this move to Hawaii, like, as we kind of talked about earlier, it's, it's a different type of move. It was a, um, a move that started because as you were saying beforehand, your wife got the opportunity to, um, get that position in Hawaii. And so that kind of uprooted like you from, um, the, the community, the job, the whatever mm -hmm. that you were used to. And now you're, um, really, it, it sounds beautiful because it's just like, not only is like your marriage new in the sense that like you recently got married, um, but like also you get to explore a new place uh, with that person that you decided to spend the rest of your life with. And like um, the intentionality that you're, you're putting not only into like your family, your career, but then also like um, the, the place that you call home, right? Like, I don't, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you feel like you would um, have this same type of perspective if you didn't um, have this kind of, for lack of a better term, change of pace? You know, I don't, I don't know if I would, I can't say, but um, I think that it's it just been, um, it's been a new experience. And again, I'm all about kind of understanding and learning what the new opportunities and experiences are and, you know, intentionally deciding which ones that I want to go after. Um, you know, and something that you had said too, is just around the experiences of, um, you know, moving here with my, my now wife. Um, you know, I would say it's just like, there's kind of two sides to every coin, right? But both are equally valuable. So on one side, we've had this amazing positive experience um, to, to be able to move over here. Like I said, you know, really kind of learn new routines and just really enrich ourselves with the culture here. I mean, the other side of it too is it was challenging, right? I mean, there was a ton of emotion about me wanting to uproot and kind of weighing the pros and cons of it. And it wasn't by any means easy, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I think with that too, it just, from a relationship standpoint too, if you're able to have a partner that you can have those honest and transparent conversations with and just be really vulnerable. And, you know, a lot of them are pretty emotional. I mean, our relationship, I think, as of this move has just flourished even more, you know? Um, I think we've really kind of understand, understood and kind of, um, have just kind of, we, we've been put in a new situation and, you know, both of us have risen to the challenge together to work through and overcome it. Um, and so I just wanted to call it out because, you know, a lot of friends and family were like, oh yeah, you're in Hawaii, it must be great. And yeah, it is, you know, the, the payoff is always great, but the journey always has some bumps and challenges in the road. But I guess the way that my wife and I think about it too, and we reflect back on it and we talk about, wow, we were able to accomplish so much just together, you know, and how do we want to, how do we want to continue to make that part of our relationship? And, you know, we're starting to get to the, 
the point in our lives now of thinking about children, right? And mm-hmm. how do we want to um, start to instill some of those values that we're learning into them as well, too. So it's just, you know, it's overall just been really transformational and in a way that I could not have predicted, you know, eight months ago, had no idea. Um, but I think, you know, this change of pace, though, has just again it's it's been transformational and it's changed um a lot you know in my personal approaches for the better and just enriched our relationship yeah no it, it definitely sounds like it and i'm curious because like um you mentioned earlier uh to make a little bit of a, a pivot where you were talking about um your career and like your previous experience and like continuous improvement and like how you wanted to leverage that into like your new role. I'm curious around what that kind of transformation looked like, if you will, because um, like if you can reflect back on like the, the journey that you took to get to the point that you're at right now. Right. I'm sure, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of grinding, a lot of hard work, like, how did you make that kind of shift towards saying, like, I'm still going to, like, do my job in the sense of what I do on a day to day basis, because, like, you know, that's my job. But I also want to add on to it a little bit more in the sense of building my own little business and like how I mm-hmm. can um, expand on that using the experiences that I've had, like how how did that kind of conversation go with like your, your new boss or like, was this something that you, you keep separate? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I guess, you know, to kind of answer this, it, it takes a little bit of going back, I guess, through my journey too, even starting from college. And so, um, you know, real quick here, I was, um, an undergrad and, you know, as every undergrad does, they probably struggle at least once or twice. In my case, I think it was like three or four times to figure out like, what, what is it that I want to do? And so I remember I, you know, got into finance. I think I declared that as one of my majors and, um, I took a couple of classes in it and, um, you know, I heard it was pretty lucrative and whatnot, but I honestly just did not enjoy it for, whatever reasons right um and so i remember you know with my roommate we actually like took a a kind of a soul searching walk if you will because he was struggling with the same thing and we really thought about like what you know we're, we're kind of nervous we're we should be figuring this out what do we do and you know the first thing is just kind of reassured ourselves that we would figure it out but um i found this really cool um major in college that i think just really spoke to me and so it was a mix of i think my personalities honestly as i'm like talking out loud about this now is it was a mix of business and engineering so on the business side i run it really wanted to that side appeals to me because i am social i like i do like to connect with people um I do like to deliver value and on the engineering side is very process focused. And so I was like, wow, this, this, you know, certain discipline mixes both, um, process and relationships. And so I knew that's what I wanted to get into. And so, you know, as I started to kind of go through that program a little bit more, <clears throat> they had a couple of internships that you needed to, to complete, to graduate. And, um, I remember that I had an interning position, um, at uh at a heavy construction manufacturing company and so when i got in there you know 
I, for three months, was doing um, some, some interning grunt work, if you will, and um, still kind of learning about what is what does life look like, you know, in a professional setting. And um, all the work that I was doing that that summer was really helpful. It's not what I wanted to do. And so actually at the last um, week of that internship, I heard about something called a Kaizen event that was being hosted at the company. Um, and so, you know, for those of you that don't know, Kaizen is just a Japanese word that, that means continuous improvement. So it was this continuous improvement workshop that was designed to better a process. And so I, I got really intrigued and I was like, oh my gosh, tell me more about that. That sounds really cool. <clears throat> and, um, you know, they're like, yeah, it's, you know, unfortunately after your internship, so we wouldn't be able to, you know, like compensate you, which I mean, compensating an intern, like back in the day was just unheard of. So that was a cool experience in itself. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, you know, I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll be on this event for free. Like, you don't have to pay me. I just want to learn and see what this is all about. And so, you know, that week was really focused on improving a manufacturing process and you do it with the help of people who are actually doing the job. It's not some boardroom boardroom meeting, but you're actually on the ground, on the manufacturing line mm -hmm. with the people doing the work, guiding them and leading them to create a better process. And then that for me, it was just like, yep, this is it. And whatever shape or form this is, this is what I want to do. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, that kind of evolved into me accepting a position at that same company the following year as a lean leader doing a lot of manufacturing um, workshop improvements. And so, you know, I, I struggled a little bit too because it was, okay, we we're doing some great work and I really like this approach and I love the empowerment that it does and I love learning how to lead people through this change that is difficult but you know i i wonder if there's a different sort of um industry that i could apply this to because at the end of the day i'm we're doing all of this work to get another unit out of the door getting mm -hmm. another manufacturing unit out of the door and so i connected with somebody at seattle children's actually i was hosting um a conference at that manufacturing company and um you know i had one of the senior directors of supply chain at seattle children's attend and him and i just just connected instantly you know and um like you know on both like personal and professional levels and he was telling me a little bit more about the work that he does and like oh we've got you know this continuous improvement consulting group that does this work just in a healthcare setting and um you know my mom has been in healthcare like for the longest time ever since that i can remember and i just i really loved um this idea of helping people i think it's always been something that's been ingrained into me and it was just a natural transition where he said hey if you're interested let me know i can make a make a couple of calls and see what we can do to get you in for an interview and i was just hooked you know i mean mm -hmm. i was just like wait so i can apply this process that I love um, and, and I'm so passionate and at the end of the day use it in a very humanitarian way that will help people and patients that need these help you know that need that need this kind of help and we can provide safer care better care more quality and give them a good experience and it was just a no-brainer so you know that's when I really kind of started my journey at Seattle Children's doing a lot of that work um, 
And it was just amazing. It was beyond words to be able to just be in that position where you apply this methodology that, you know, and, and again, you use the help of people who are actually doing the job. I was working with a lot of MAs and nurses and doctors to just transform lives, you know, and um, that was just an amazing experience. And then, um, you know, this innovation team started popping up and we started to learn the difference between improvement and innovation. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I wanted to transition to see, okay, I'm really good at, at process improvement. Now, what can I do to help develop products that are going to benefit our patients and families? Um, and so I, I uh, you know, started to get promoted into that position as well too to help start up the innovation team at Seattle Children's, which was just incredible. I mean, there were things that we were doing um, that was just really special. You know, we were, you know, developing these products that would either help staff members or, you know, help them run simulations easier. Um, mm -hmm. You know, another arm of the team was printing, 3D printing um, anatomy of particular patients. Um, so that surgeons could actually practice on a body part, you know, what the surgery would look like before they even saw that patient for the first time. It was just amazing, you know, in terms of, of bettering outcomes. Um, and so, you know, like that was just a really great point in my life for learning about like both the process and the product side to bring value. And again, I just, it's, it's the passion of the work and, um, you know, kind of jumping over to the Hawaii side of things, I was really intentional about continuing that experience here, right? I just didn't want to get, um, you know, a job where I could feel like um, that I was just providing a little bit of consultation or whatnot, but, mm -hmm. you know, that, that set the bar, that experience set the bar for me. And so when I kind of brought that to Hawaii, it... Um, you know, at currently at HPMG, I think people were just like, wow, we didn't expect like that we could do this or that wasn't even on our radar. Right. And so I was just so fortunate to be able to kind of like inspire people, especially at the top level leadership to kind of start thinking in this new way of, no, we actually can transform lives here in healthcare. And it comes down to our process improvements that we can do and you know, hopefully as we can start to innovate to, to better their lives even more. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. And that I that resonates with me for on multiple different levels, not only because of the fact, you know, that's how you and I met and the sense of you coaching right, me right. in like process improvement and lean and things of that nature. But then also like how this journey kind of um, was intentional, but like, the the organic nature of how whenever you have your why and you kind of stick true to that why um how mm -hmm. opportunities can flourish from it because what i was hearing is right like you started in college and you're like i really want to do something that i'm actually interested in and so you know mm -hmm. you explored around a little bit you found a uh, a major that was interesting to you and um got to um, really and truthfully engage in not necessarily um, the the financial part of it, um, 
wholeheartedly because you know that's important we all have bills we all need to make sure that we definitely uh, <laughs> definitely do all those things and some of us have other priorities as well that we need to right. um, take responsibility for but it's not the end all be all right exactly. and um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly man like it's not the end all be all and like you took that and you were able to build a career with it and like because the way I see it is, you know, just like literally everyone else in this world, you are the only Vinay. Like, there's probably a thousand, hundreds of thousands different Vinays, but the Vinay that has the exact same experiences that you have, you're one of a kind. And so being able to take those experiences and, like, share that, um, being able to communicate that narrative and um, package it to where it becomes a product, I think that's something that um we all like kind of struggle with in the sense of um actually doing right like you mentioned Mm -hmm. as far as the intentionality that you're having towards um building this kind of uh this build business with the millennial in chief um, blog and like Mm -hmm. how you're um taking all of these various experiences while not at the not at necessarily the same time you're still learning, but at the same time you're still learning too, because you're like growing in your own career. And so I'm curious. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. How you're um, ha- keeping that kind of parallel gro- um, going and like, um, for lack of a better term, knowing your worth and like making sure that you're selling that, um, building that product and selling that product as well. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, I think there's a couple things. I, I've actually found writing to be really therapeutic for me. Um, and I bring that up just because I, it's not something that I had done before in the past. And I think I was just very, um, I tended to prefer to verbalize my, my learnings and my sharings. And mm-hmm. so um, just being able to write, you know, it's a new skill that I'm developing. I don't know if I've always been the best writer for per se, which is probably, you know, why I got into more of an engineering business background instead of linguistics and, and, um, and writing and whatnot. But anyway, um, you know, I kind of work on it in parallel because the way that I am doing this is I, I'm always kind of my, my perspective and my ears, have just been opened up to, again, what opportunities am I hearing? Like, what, what do people need help with? Right. And so I remember, you know, earlier on, um, there is, a, a, a really just phenomenal provider that I'm working with and she, we're partnering together on a project and she said, Hey, I just, I'm really struggling to kind of influence decisions and, um, you know, to really, she has a lot of great ideas, but how does, how does she actually communicate and facilitate that? And how does she do it in a way that's, um, you know, really collaborative and cooperative with folks? And so I started introducing her to, um, you know, this great book that I've read um, and, and great approach called Humble Inquiry, which is mm-hmm. really based on, you know, asking questions with the intent to learn so that one, you're building relationships with folks and being vulnerable and showing interest in what they have to say. And also using those questions to help guide them to a problem that they're trying to solve. And so I've, you know, I think you and I actually in the past have kind of worked on that specific building, that specific skill set. which, I mean, you're, you're honestly like, 
really good at, you know, like you can even just tell it in these questions that you're asking now, um, just to learn and understand. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess to answer your question, what I'm doing is I'm keeping my, my ears open for opportunity that I'm hearing to support people, because I think for me, what I take for granted and what the knowledge, some of the knowledge that I have, I, I do take for granted, right? Because I just have been, um, that was typically the way that I've operated or that's the dynamic that I've been in with different teams. And when some teams haven't been exposed to that, it's like, oh, here's an opportunity to actually learn, one, me to learn how to coach this person to develop that skill set. And then two, basically write about it, you know? And um, I think the writing piece of it makes me an even stronger coach and consultant because it actually gives me like intentional time to reflect on what it is I'm trying to trying to achieve or, or help build in the skill of other people. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I think that that really goes really well with like what we were talking earlier as far as those three main priorities and like that last one being that kind of remembering that why um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious around like, as you're, as you're entering literally this new chapter, right? You're in a new place. You've um, you're starting to get a little bit more settled in, and like you're working on all these different kind of projects, personally, professionally, etc. Um, how are you um, maintaining and remembering that? Why is it like um, as you were kind of saying a little bit um, earlier, as far as keeping your eyes and ears open to hear around those moments of opportunities? Um, not only as, um, as a way to like, oh, I can build my business from this, but also mm-hmm. giving back. Like, it sounds like to me, part of the reason for, um, why you do what you do is not only because it's, uh, something that you're interested in, but you just genuinely like you're a gi- giving person. You genuinely want the best for people. And so right. if you have the skill set or the knowledge um, to be able to share it, you want to be able to have multiple different ways of um, relaying that message, whether it's through a book, whether it's through the blog, whether it's through what have you. Um, how do you keep that why constant? Yeah, so I mean, that's a great question. And, you know, I always try to just you know, I think ingrained in me is just being very humanitarian and making sure that people's lives are made easier, you know, in any kind of shape or form. I mean, life, especially since COVID in the last couple of years, it's just made been made so much harder. And, um, you know, I feel like some of these learnings that I've gotten and skills that I've developed over the years can help make that a little bit easier, you know, and um, I don't do it, you know, per se for like, the um the gratitude that gets expressed from other people but i know it's the right thing to do and i think it it falls a lot like on my upbringing right we were always taught you should leave things better than the way that you found it right you should always (laughs) be helping people you should it just kind of comes back to that where it's just a natural part of my personality and you know i think the icing on the top is um when people that I'm partnering and collaborating with actually put it in perspective for me to let me know like the impact that this work is having. So again, I'll bring up that provider that I'm working with again. Um, You know, she just said something that kind of stopped me in my tracks. And um, 
just got me to like, I wouldn't say get emotional, but I mean, there was a little bit of emotion there. Um, and this project that we're working on together, she was like, you are literally changing people's lives with this. You know, um, people are burnt out. People are tired. This is going to help people be less tired and less burnt out. And they're going to be, be able to better care for the, you know, the people that, um, um, that they're providing for. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, I just had to stop and think about for a second, you know, that the impact of this work, it's, we always got to think about who it's impacting, right? And I'm just really glad that she brought that up because it's so inspirational to be able to hear that. I mean, you know, I just, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed to be in this position where I can help people on different, you know, strategic priorities or projects or just initiatives or just, you know, buckets of work that can that can have this kind of impact on people. Um, you know, I think another thing too is, as I've been working with this, I, I know I keep bringing up this one um, particular person, but it's just so fresh in my mind right now. And, you know, she was like, you know, this is honestly helping me to have a better quality of life. Like I mm. feel better at yeah. work um, because of what you're teaching me and, um, you know, just how you're coaching me and how you're actually just letting me be, vulnerable without judgment you know and it's just these are the the skills and um honestly just like the personality traits that i feel like come really natural to me um again because of my upbringing i'm gonna like just give a huge shout out to my mom and dad for really kind of helping with that and um it it just reinforces the why all the time you know it's like okay i mean this is the work that we have to do it's it's challenging it's so challenging it's so hard to do but I mean, again, in in the moment, it's really hard. But when you look back on it, you know, a month later, a year later, it it's hundred percent the right thing to do. Yeah. And it just it keeps me going. Yeah. No, that that's beautifully said, man. I I, <laughs> I really appreciate this because it's just like um, from our whole entire conversation, what I'm hearing is it's just like um, when it comes to that why, it's like our our own individual whys are kind of ingrained into us, like whether it's how we were reared, whether it's experiences that we've had, but innately, like um, when we take that time to reflect and understand exactly what is our priorities, what exactly is our why, and create a path that um, always goes in the direction towards that, it's kind of like any kind of organization, right? Like whenever mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. an organization has to make a decision they does it align with the mission vision and goals if it doesn't mm -hmm. align with those three things then it's like um is it really worth our time to help in that kind of pursuit right that do we do it right yeah oh that i i love it man i i really appreciate um just uh this whole conversation and you taking out the time to just sit down and talk with me for a little bit um, I, I want to go through some lightning questions that I do on every show and then I'll let you get back to the rest of your day. How does that sound? All right, cool, man. Let's do it. All right, man. So first off, um, what is, um, your favorite relaxation or self-care activity? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, I've been doing a lot of meditation lately, mm. um, you know, and it just has been helping me to, to focus more and zone out less. And honestly, it just, um, it, I've kind of started to understand now, like what 
what kind of a break it gives to your body. You know, like the, um, the metaphor that I use is, you know, on a physical level, imagine running on a treadmill for 24 hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what our brains are doing. It's always working. It's always going. And just like on a physical level, you're going to get really tired if you're just constantly running. And so I have found, you know, just some breaks of meditation, um, to, to really kind of allow me to just get off the treadmill for a little while and catch my breath. Um, and so it's something I've been trying to adopt a little bit more and more every day, either through, you know, using different apps or just again, writing, right. You kind of get in that flow state, which has just been awesome and just really good for my mental health. You know, um, I've also been doing a lot more physical activity. So, as you know, Hawaii pretty much has one season, um, all year <laughs> round. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's been great because, you know, like, I've been able to do a lot more, like just connect with the water a lot more. So um, I've been doing a lot of swimming, you know, we've taken up snorkeling, um, going to the beach um, and just reading. And, you know, hopefully in a couple of months, we're going to start taking up surfing. But, um, you know, water is my it's my element and I'm calmest and, and, and clearest, I think, when I'm around it. So, yeah, man, I love that. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to this one because I know you're a well-read man. What's your best book recommendation? So I got, I've got two that are coming to the top of mind. I'll, I'll go through them real quick here. But, um, the first one, I, I think you and I actually talked about it. It's called range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this book because it, it, it really is people based and it, teaches you how um you know one's own unique experiences can play a major major role in solving problems you know um and being a better person um so there's a couple of examples that i'll pull out from the book um you know where we talk about Roger Federer. I think he's a, you know, Wimbledon tennis champion. Um, and he started playing tennis really, really late, you know, um, for, for kind of star athletes. I think he started at around like 13 or 14 years old. And most consider, you know, like on the opposite end of it, like Tiger Woods, for example, phenomenal golfer. And he picked up a golf club before he could even start walking, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's a couple, examples I really like in this book where they talk about Roger Federer and it's like wow how did you how did you become so good to be a world champion at tennis like so late in the game if you will and you know he said I was exposed to a lot of different activities when I was growing up Uh, and they're like you know well you have really fancy footwork like you can move on the court how do you do that you have such good you know foot eye coordination and he's like well you know, when I was growing up, my parents um, enrolled me in dance classes. So that's where I got to learn those skills. And he applies it, um, you know, to the sport that he's playing. And so I just thought like, wow, what a cool way to kind of think about how your skills that you're continuously learning now in the present can have some sort of an impact on the future if you know how to apply them properly. And so um, there's lots of other examples. I can keep talking about this book. It's one of my favorites. But, you know, for <laughs> folks that just need some inspiration on like, oh, my gosh, I feel like it's too late for me to start something new or learn something new or solve a new problem. 
read this book. It will totally just, it's a paradigm shift. Um, the other one that I'll talk about just really quickly here. Oh my gosh. It's just, it, it's been so good is uh, sapiens and it's a, it's a brief history through humankind. Um, and it talks about how, you know, folks are from the beginning of time, you know, what, what different species of, of people there were and how we kind of landed into one homo sapien race and then, you know, how culture and agricultural revolution and whatnot has just influenced a lot of where we are now and talks also about, um, you know, based off the decisions that we're making now, like the next hundred years can look really, really different you know and so that one is just a really thought-provoking book that it's really hard to put down so those are my my two top um recommendations is range and sapiens all right thank you for that man really appreciate that um i must say like for that range book it definitely was something that um was even like transformative for myself just to think about like um the the benefits of being multidisciplinary right like we right right we say okay i really want to be this person and so i'm gonna do every single thing to like um put myself on that track but really it's like there's so many different kinds of twists and turns that can still lead you to that same point um and like if not get you to that point better because of the vast different perspectives that you have on that one thing i love it right Absolutely. It just, it opens up the perspective and it just, I mean, it gets you out of the tunnel vision, you know, and just, it was just a mind blowing book for me. I think, you know, I've read it twice now and probably going to read it again in the near future, but it is a constant reminder of, um, you know, be open to learning new things that aren't just within your discipline. And there's a way that all of it melds together. Yep. For sure. You know, totally agree. Totally agree. And then lastly, one person you want to thank for your journey thus far. Yeah, that, that one's a hard one. You know, to be honest, I can't, it's really hard to narrow it down to just one person because, you know, there's so many people who have been a huge inspiration for me. And honestly, you know, part of my lifelong course corrections, if you will, it just seems like the perfect people pop up into my life at the right time to just help push me further. Um, you know, I if I'm trying to get it down to just one, one, I, I can't get it down to one person. I can get it down to like maybe a, a couple, but I mean, I just parents, family and my wife, you know, my parents, um, again, I think I am who I am and I have the personality and the passion that I have because of them. Right. Um, mm -hmm. that upbringing just, it set the foundation honestly for me, um, and just how I think and what I'm passionate about. And so I have them just, to thank like a hundredfold for it. And then, you know, my wife too. Um, it's just, you know, she's the person that I can be my most vulnerable with. And she's also one of the most supportive and caring people. Um, I have just wild ideas and I, um, I think we're both really adventurous and experiential and we just, we kind of like, play that energy off of each other and kind of push each other to new limits. So, um, you know, that those are the two or kind of, I guess, sets of people that are, that are coming to mind right now, but many others have just been a huge inspirational part of my journey. Yeah, totally, totally understand that. 
Well, man, I really appreciate you for being on the show today, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you, sir. It's awesome to catch up and just, um, yeah, just really go through this. Um, really proud of all the work that you're doing, and um, yeah, just good luck with everything. All right. Thank you, sir. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.